0: It's time for your NBA fix.
1: This is the Big Show Daily Assist.
0: Featuring all the latest news and
1: insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Chris Mannix. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Your daily assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, Lee'sHeatAC.com or 801-747-LEES. Out to the T-Mobile special guest line to go. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to uh, build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. From Sports Illustrated, he's our friend Chris Mannix. Hi, Chris. How are you?
1: What's going on, guys?
0: Hey, boy, do we have a lot to talk to you about today? But of course, let's start with the Jazz up three-one on the Nuggets. Uh, what do you think, uh, Donovan Mitchell has caught lightning in a bottle?
1: Yeah, I mean they—they they just look like the better team for most of the series, and you can certainly make the argument that if Mike Conley was present for Game One, they—you know this series would be over. I mean, they—they've just been that good. Um, the matchup with. Uh, Gobert and Jokic has, has gone Gobert's way for the most part. Uh, Mitchell, to your point, has been outstanding throughout this entire uh, uh, postseason. And Conley's gotten back into a rhythm in some of uh, some of these games. So I, I've been really impressed with what I've seen uh, from Utah and then on the Denver side. you you If they go out in the series, you're once again going to wonder if this roster has the kind of playoff performer on it that you need uh, to close out games in a series.
2: Chris, do you think it's possible for Donovan Mitchell to maintain maybe not this level as far as scoring 50 plus points a game, but can he be a superstar in this league?
1: Oh, he, I mean, he's, he's almost already there. I mean, he's such a gifted offensive player and his defense is certainly coming along. Uh, You know, we we all heard the comparisons to Dwayne Wade early in his career and and you can see a lot of that. I mean, Dwayne had some outstanding postseason games as well and, Donovan is starting to to kind of put himself into that tier of where Dwayne was uh, early in his career. Now, ultimately, your your superstar status is measured by playoff success. If you you know can't get out of the first, the second round, it, it's going to be hard to define you that way. But the numbers he's put up in the regular season, the numbers he's putting up right now, he's trending in that direction, absolutely.
0: What have you learned about the Nuggets in this series?
1: I mean, just what I was saying where, Number one, they don't defend anybody, though. In this bubble, that is not all that unusual. Nobody really defends anybody um, in this restart. Uh, But, you know, is the combination of of Jokic and Jamal Murray and some of the other pieces they have, is that going to be able to get it done in the fourth quarter of games we need to execute uh, with really one player? I mean, these guys are terrific. And maybe Michael Porter Jr. down the line becomes that player because he certainly has the talent to become a go-to star, but they're just missing something, and, and I think that's that's ultimately part of it. Um, you know, the, the way that they've defended again is just, I mean, that's sort of inexcusable. And I guess you can say they've been, you know, riddled with some of the problems coming into the bubble, the COVID stuff, and some of the things their team has had to deal with. But um, you know, they should be playing a lot better. And like we said, if they, if Mike Conley had played in Game One, I think this series would be done.
2: Speaking of Conley, uh, Chris. This is why they this is why they wanted him. This is why they wanted to pay him thirty plus million dollars a year. This is the version of Mike Conley. I, I kept thinking about that as I was watching him in these last two games. I wonder if he can be consistent with these kinds of performances.
1: He's certainly he's certainly done it before and we spent an entire season talking about, you know, when it's gonna click for Mike Conley and you know, it started to click before the pandemic. Um you know, he dealt with some injury issues of course you know during the season but you know this guy's done it in these types of situations before he's comfortable uh in these situations he's been a top-ish player on the team that has gone to the western conference finals so it shouldn't be surprising that he's he's putting up these type of numbers now will he continue to shoot 60 plus percent in in all of his games I, that might be a stretch but as long as he's playing you know uh high shooting percentage high assist low turnover uh, basketball. I mean, this team is, is going to be tough to stop, and and when they get it going defensively with Gobert in the middle, I mean they're 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 just really good. I mean, I don't know what the ceiling is for this team, and like everybody else, I I wish this team had Boyan Bogdanovic. I I consider them like I did uh, before Boyan uh, went out as maybe a team that could make it all the way to the finals, but they're, they're going to be a tough out for anybody they face moving forward.
0: So, Chris, if the Jazz are able to, uh, of course, uh, uh, finish off the Nuggets in this series, who is their likely opponent to be? Still the Clippers?
1: I mean, you like to think it is still the Clippers, but, I mean, that was a giant turret that they laid in this game (laughs) last night. I mean, it just was. I mean, you you can't go up against a Mavericks team that is playing without Christos Porzingis. And Luka Doncic coming off one of the worst ankle sprains that – resulted in a player playing in the next game that I've seen in a while. Um, you can't do that. I mean, I'm watching Luka come up and down the court and, like, uh, you know, Boban is, is beating him up and down the floor. Like, I mean, the guy couldn't run, and, and you're still, you know, playing the way you're playing. I mean, I, I think anything with Kawhi Leonard has the ability to shake it off, and Kawhi was terrific uh, in that game. Um, and, and Paul George can't miss these shots forever, right? So I think I'd still lean towards the Clippers in the series. But, uh, you know, the, the Mavericks are not – they're no easy out here and you know, another 48 hours is probably going to make, uh, you know, uh, Lucas ankle feel better. Uh, maybe they get Chris S back for this next game. And look, we, we talk about what might've been, if Chris did not get tossed out of that game one in the third quarter, you know, this might be a three, one series at this point. So I, I, I think that, you know, I would still put my money on, on the Clippers at this point, but I, I, I can't discount what, what Dallas is doing, man, that Luka Doncic is, is a superstar. I mean, he already, 21 years old, he is a superstar in this league and has become one of the most compelling television-watching players we have in the game today.
2: So if the Jazz do get by Denver, it looks like they will, but you never know for sure until that happens. Can you provide us some analysis on what it would be like for the Jazz to face the Clippers versus the Mavs?
1: I mean, the... the the difficulties for Donovan Mitchell would be significant right like you know, because if you're a team like the clippers you have the ability to throw maybe the best defender in the game in Kawhi Leonard a top 5 top 10 type defender in Paul George uh, at him you know, at, at at different times i mean it's it's it would be a real challenge for Donovan Mitchell in a series like that i mean they they don't have a luka that, that can have these kind of outputs of outbursts but they're deep uh, They've been very good defensively, and I've always maintained that because of the issues the Clippers have had over the last month and a half with players coming in and out of the bubble, Montrezl Harrell you know, just playing for the first time in game one, they're a team that's going to get better as this postseason progresses, as they get more comfortable uh, playing off of each other, as they get uh, more in condition. They become more dangerous, I think, as these playoffs go on. So uh, they'll, be, they'll be a tough test. I mean, there's no question about it.
0: We found out today Brett Brown is out in Philadelphia, and I know you wrote about the uh, 76ers up there at Sports Illustrated. Uh, Talk to us just about how um, complicated things are in Philly.
1: Well, I mean, look, it's the easiest thing in the world to fire the coach, right? You know, things go wrong, you know, you fire the coach. Never mind that the coach is trying to stop the player in Jason Tatum that the front office should have drafted in the first place three years ago. I mean, it's like the, the, the roster that he has there. It's it's just been turned over way too often, and it's been completely mismanaged over the last few years. I mean, Brett Brown is a coach that deserves to be fired today. What happens if Kawhi Leonard's shot had bounced out in Game Seven of the Conference Semifinals a year ago? Would Brett Brown be a genius? Would he be worthy of a contract extension? I mean, is are we really? I really, you know claiming he should have done more with this team this year. I mean, I don't, acclaim, I don't believe that Brett Brown is some kind of in-game master. Like, I, I think he's in the middle of the pack when it comes to in-game adjustments and, and decision-making rotations, things like that. But, I mean, come on. The, the guy had one roster three years ago. He's got a team that was completely turned over in the uh, last year with the addition of Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. And then, for some inexplicable reason, The Sixers decided to let Jimmy Butler walk, let J.J. Redick walk, and surround two guys who make a living in the paint with a bunch of non-shooters. I mean, it's just – the whole thing is just ridiculous. I mean, Brett Brown was there for seven years. I mean, that's a long time for any NBA coach. So, I mean, sometimes change can be good. But let's not get fooled by all this. This, this, The Sixers' mess right now was not Brett Brown's fault. And that front office and that ownership group specifically has – I mean, they have – put on a clinic on how not to build a winner. They have two elite players in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and have failed like catastrophically at at finding the right pieces to put around them. And now they have what the second most expensive payroll like in NBA history. They've got four guys making a hundred plus million dollars. They have limited flexibility to do anything different with this group. So I, you know, Brett Brown's going to be fine. He'll land at his feet. The Sixers, though, you know, new coach or not, you know, they, they remain a mess.
2: What's your reevaluation of Ben Simmons at this point, Chris? Obviously, you were high on him early. How are you feeling now? Oh,
1: Ben Simmons is awesome. Like, I, you, Ben Simmons is a great player. <laughs> you know, if you know, anyone out there that, you know, thinks it's a good idea to trade, like, Ben Simmons for Andrew Wiggins and the rights to draft LaMelo Ball, don't run my team. Like, I, I don't want anything to do with you. I mean, that Ben Simmons is never going to be a great three-point shooter. But he is an unbelievable defensive player, a holy terror in the open floor, who is going to continue to evolve his, his game when he hits, like, his mid-20s, which he's just doing right now. So I, I, I think Ben Simmons is still a star in the making. He had some injury problems this year, the back, and then now the knee at the very end. But, I mean, he's young. He's got to bounce back. And, you know, giving up, the idea of giving up on Ben Simmons, unless you're getting dollar-for-dollar dollar value back in return for him, which is tough, I think that's all crazy.
0: Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated with us here on 97.5 and twelve eighty the zone. Chris, it's crazy to think you've been down there for a long time now. Has the has the vibe surrounding the situation down there evolved? Are, are people getting tired of it? Is it become norm? What's I guess what's kind of like now compared to when you first got there?
1: Well, I've had a Caesar salad for the thirty sixth day in a row. I had <laughs> Buffalo chicken wings for the thirty sixth day in a row. Like it's just, I mean, a lot of it's Groundhog Day, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. But I, I do feel like guys are getting into. You know something of a rhythm and it's more just sort of a resignation of what you know life is like i mean these guys will go and you know hang out they go to dinner they'll hang in their rooms they'll play video games it's not they've just kind of i think accepted you know this is what it is some guys still fish some guys a lot of guys play golf uh that's that's still a very big thing down here but you know i think a lot of guys just kind of settled into it and i'll be interested to see just how many bring friends and family in uh when they can september 1st i mean it, it, you know, for some guys, the idea of like having their kids come down and have to quarantine in a 300 foot room for four days is is nuts. Like they don't want to do that anyway. And you know, I mean, it's gonna be it's a tough environment to to bring kids into because it's not like they can go to the Magic Kingdom every day and you know hang out. You you are still under quarantine and you still have to be just as diligent with them as you are with players so that you know coronavirus doesn't spread in here. So I, I think the guys just are are sort of just muscling through it and 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 more comfortable with it now than they were at the beginning.
2: Chris, have you had any extra access to any of the players, or do they limit you just to the sessions?
1: <laughs> oh, no, access is great. Like, we can talk to whoever we want. Um, you know, m- most days I I wind up going to a couple of practices, try to get somebody on the side for five minutes. Um, you know, just as recently as last night, I – you know, pulled Doc Rivers aside and asked him about the Montrez Harold Luka Doncic situation, and got his take on it. And so, it—I think access has been incredible for being in the bubble as, as a reporter. I, I, this has been everything I could have anticipated and more, as far as being able to do your job.
0: Chris, we appreciate it. Thank you as always for jumping on with us. And uh, yeah, stay, stay busy down there. Try to pretend that Caesar Salad is something else, right? It's <laughs> all a mind game. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, uh, that's our friend Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, uh, covering the bubble. Yeah, he's been down there over a month, Gordon. Yeah. that's 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 a long time. He's still got a long yeah. time to go too.
2: Yeah, it could go till October, right?
0: It's got to be pretty unique, though. I mean, he's talked about the access. That's a good uh, good question from you. I mean, it's got to be from his you know writer, uh, journalist, basketball fan standpoint. It's got to be amazing, right?
2: yeah and he's you know chris is is single, so he lives in a place uh, up in Boston, but uh it might be a little easier for someone like him
0: whoa, what one cafeteria of food guys could you eat for three straight months every day? No. so like like eatery cafeteria at the college campus I don't type think food. there I don't think there's an answer nothing there. no uh-uh.
2: you would have to go with something light. Because, I mean, you're not going to eat meatloaf every day.
0: Ooh, I might right? eat meatloaf every day. <laughs> every but from the school day? cafeteria. I, know, I love meatloaf.
2: meatloaf I, I like meatloaf, good. too. But every single day, I don't no. know. Well, I think
0: more than like a salad, which a is salad exactly be, what you were just about to no, say. No, no, you're no, right. Absolutely I, 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 not.
2: Well, see, yeah, but a salad, you can mix up the other meals. But have a salad every day instead of the same old, you know, ham sandwich every single
0: day. It, Wrong. <laughs> wrong. I could eat a steak every day. I think uh, not a salad. Ste- no, no, yeah, uh, wrong. I'll tell you Incorrect. Like Meatloaf, steak, how about and a ham sub? sandwich? All better than a salad. How about a sub with no, the vege- same sub no every vegetables? No vegetables. I want just meat and mayo. <laughs>
1: it's just what slabs of going?
0: turkey and mayonnaise. Uh, Gordon's trying you, what, to sandwich you, in what, a salad here. What do you in a sandwich? Vegetables, man because you've gone soft with your salads. No, I'm just, I, I'm going to have
2: other things at other meals, but if I have to eat the same thing every single day, I was looking for something light. That's all.
0: Give me cold cereal. Yeah. I think I can make it happen. Give me the any- same
2: cold cereal?
0: Yeah, that might That's be better cool. than a salad. Agreed. A salad every day is like eating a bowl of lawn clippings. Yeah, no you thing. don't. Well, it's you not, not the even. Ol-
2: wait, wait, wait. It's, it's not, not, the not even only satisfying. You're yeah, you're, you're eating other things. Let's say if you're if you're eating lunch, you eat a salad every day. That wouldn't be so bad. Then at dinner you could power through some good meat.
0: But the but the whole you know, starting of this conversation was you you had to eat the same thing. Like why are you mixing in variety all of a sudden? That wasn't the point. Chris is <laughs> not, talking about how he's always eating the same thing every day. Yeah, you saying he's not, eat, so, not eating that at the same at all meals. So your hot take is keep the variety. Just have mix in a dinner salad every day. That's not a <laughs> controversial take at all. <laughs> the point you guys misunderstood
2: your own scenario here.
0: You're still getting your Thanksgiving dinner. You're just having a salad I, earlier. I, I did leave a loophole there, but I thought you know maybe you could hear what I was intending. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You meant, okay? What did you mean then? Eat that and only that. Yes. Only that at mm-hmm. every meal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, probably, is there something? If that's, you could if eat if that's only the that. scenario, then I'm going to go with. You said salad
0: too too late. I don't
2: no, know. no, because you've you've <laughs> altered the uh, the situation. If that's the case, then I I might go with a sub. I might go with some sort of sandwich. Because uh, look, you can't eat one thing every meal, every day for th- two or three months.
0: Caesar, or uh, Chris said he's had a Caesar salad for 36 consecutive days. Uh, yeah, but days. he
2: didn't say that's all he's had.
0: Yeah, because he said he's had wings for 36 consecutive days. <laughs> <Jeez>.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, if you're Wade Boggs, you'd have chicken, right?
0: I thought he was more of a beer guy.
2: No. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's a beer guy, but he's definitely had chicken every day.
0: Wasn't that his rep that he could drink like 24 beers on the flight from New York to Miami or (laughs) something like that? (laughs) Isn't that the legend about Wade Box? (laughs) So
2: your answer is beer?
0: (laughs) That's an incredible amount of beer.
2: (laughs) Uh, How much nutrition uh, can you uh, glean from beer?
0: More than you'd think.
2: Really? I mean, because aren't there like... uh, grains and stuff in there yeah
0: beer is more or less liquid bread
2: Hmm. all right it's better than a salad
0: i'd take beer over a salad every day i don't drink beer i'd take beer over a salad yeah Get I'm not a rabbit. Get Austin and O'Doul's. Who am I trying to we're, we're, impress? We're going to be good to go. <laughs> uh, all right, stay tuned. We'll get to more Big Show coming up next. Uh, Aaron Falk is going to join us live from the bubble in Orlando at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. Hey, Jake. What?
2: The thunder and the rockets got going on right now.
0: Well, I'd be sweet if I could be watching it right now. Thanks for rubbing that in. Did I mention that the TVs don't work in the studio? <laughs> or anywhere in the building. Because, because why would uh, somebody hosting a sports radio show want to watch a playoff game?
2: It's a one point game right now. The Thunder are up 105, 104. I'm
0: so glad you told me.
2: And there's, uh, was there, three and a half minutes
0: left? See, Gordon uh, is is there in his, uh, in his undone bathrobe and his bikini briefs and That's watching true. the basketball game. Not Which true. And I'm not
2: watching the basketball game. I see it on the computer here. Although that's not a bad idea, I guess I could do that.
0: What the bathrobe and the the tidy whiteys?
2: <laughs> no, no, I don't wear tidy whiteys, man. It's not enough room.
0: The bikini briefs. You're terrible. Your jokes are just so low brow today. I I don't know what to do with that. Uh, we'll have oh, more brown. coming up next. Uh, it is the big show. <laughs> Gordon Monson, Jake Scott.
2: I'm just exposing everybody. 97.5 at 1280
0: The Zone. Hit the button, Austin. (laughs)